1: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called coach
0: I gotta ask you this out there Christian America
1: it's time for pass the salt with a coach Dave Dobbenmer
0: all right so look I, I don't know whether uh, I don't know whether you guys are uh, what, what's the word they call uh, are you guys hooked on coach Dave live that you'd get up this early on Thanksgiving morning and watch this? Are you guys really in a cult? Are you guys really minions? I don't you know, here's, here's what I say about it. This is the most, this is the most fun part of my day. Really, it, this is the most fun part of my day. We were on Dr. Frank yesterday, friends. For those of you out there who don't understand, we have what's called an after show. An after show. In other words, when our show runs from 7 until 8 Eastern time. And when the show goes off, you see, I don't know if you guys can see the screen over here. they right now they're. Fifty some people. There'll be more that'll join, but it is Thanksgiving morning, so maybe we won't have as many this morning. But when the show's over at eight o'clock, boom, and we shut it down, people stay in here. This this we call it the huddle. It continues on. And yesterday, the huddle continued for two and a half hours. Now wait a minute. Yes, the entire it started at seven, and we were done about nine forty yesterday. Dr. Frank stood and stayed in here and answered every one of our questions patiently it was is it was, it was unbelievable unbelievable so i'm I'm just trying to tell some of you out there that are watching us on whatever platform you might be watching us because we're on a lot of different platforms If you really want to get involved just go to coachdavelive.com and log on there. Because if you log on at CoachDaveLive.com, then you can comment. Then you can raise your hand, and we'll call on you, and you can answer, and you can ask questions, and you can cuss at us, which sometimes they try to do all that stuff too. But we're showing you right here. See what there says there? It says join the queue. Join. Go to CoachDaveLive.com, click on join the queue, and then you can get in here, and you can ask questions, and you can raise your hands, and you can flip me off, and you can do whatever you want to. So yesterday, here's the here's the magic of that. When the show's over, and we say, see you tomorrow. All of these people stay in here. They all stay in here. And it went on for two and a half hours yesterday. So it's 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 amazing. You know what's really amazing? It's kind of where my heart is kind of uh kind of turning today. Uh I'm I'm pausing because I'm thinking, Lord, do I, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? I, I just said to my wife when I came down the steps here this morning, she just got up. I love my wife big Thanksgiving day ahead here. Uh, I said to my wife, honey, what is dispensationalism? She kind of looked at me. I said, how's that differ from preterism? She looked at me. I said, how's that different from Armenianism?" And she looked at me, just like you guys are. Said, what? Yeah, those are three. Dispensationalism, Armenianism, preterism, are three um, what we would call mainstream ideas about end-time eschatology. And if I could pin you down, those of you who consider yourselves to be strong Christians, talking to me now, could you explain this to me? Could you explain to me what Arminianism is? What dispensationalism really is? What preterism really is? And even more importantly, could you explain to me what you believe and why? Which one of those you believe and why? I have an urge to try to get into that here a little bit today. I'm not going to do it yet, but it matters because you know what folks, well, we call ourselves Christians. And the truth of the matter is we really don't believe the same things. We really don't. And if I would ask Clay Parker, hey, Clay, hey, Clay I am going to ask you, Clay, you ready? You dispensational Armenian or preterism, which are you Clay?
3: I might be leaning towards preterism, but, uh, I don't know much about the other two. So
0: wow, so you don't know much about the other two. I wonder how many people walk into a church, been in a church their whole life, and they're being taught one of those, and they don't even know that there's another view. And, and that, that denominationalism really happens because why? People have a view. They have a view of the end times. I want to get into that. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. The Lord lets me get into it. Let me let me go to my notes here real quickly. I hey, pull up the holidays real quick, uh, Johnny. I just I just sent you that right there. By the way, John, thanks for getting up. Hey John, my wife asked me this, so I'm going to publicly embarrass you. John, are you married? Oh, I figured you were single, so it didn't matter whether you got up. So God, you left the family and everything this morning. Well, thanks, Johnny, for getting up here on Thanksgiving morning. There's our federal holidays. I thought this would be kind of interesting. And I I like to go down here to the bottom. Bottom, hmm. Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, Columbus Day, and Memorial Day. Would anybody out there deny the Christian foundation of any of those days? And then why do why do non-believing, atheistic, God-hating, atheistic Luciferians? Why do they take off Thanksgiving Day? Why do they get Christmas Day off? Why do I have to pay for those federal workers who don't even believe in Jesus to take Christmas Day off? Hmm? Columbus Day? Well, what the heck was Columbus Day? Well, that's when oh Mayflower Compact, all that stuff. You see, now they give us Juneteenth National Independence. What the hell? What the hell? These are all paid holidays. Your taxes are paying for the entire federal government, not work those days. You pay for it. All right, so today's one of them. I want it to be known that I'm working here on a federal holiday. Cool. All right, next thing. Let me. Oh, you want? Hey, you want to start out with good news or bad news this morning? Which Which do you want? Good news or bad news this morning? Because I can. I can go. I can go either either direction. Hang on with me. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hey, thanks for being here. You guys have given my you You guys have given my life such life, such life. And uh I want you to know that you, you keep me on my toes. Because the last thing I want to do is present a stupid show to you. I don't care if it's controversial. I don't care if I gore somebody's ox. I don't mind doing that. But every day to get up and come here and have have a show that you know we interact with and somewhat controversial, and we leave as friends is it's pretty amazing. It really is pretty amazing. So I appreciate all of you being in here today. Uh Boy, that's really good. Hey, Randy. I don't know. Randy, did you get up out there this morning, Randy? <clears throat> Randy I'm I'm going to yell at Randy if he's not in here. Probably isn't. I'm going to give him a second. If I slept in, should have slept in. If I was smart, I slept in. All right, I'll take that off my screen. Right, okay, I'm going to give you bad news first, okay? Everybody okay if I give you some bad news? Okay, let me see here. Jonathan, pull up Mason's. I, I saw this yesterday and I about, about, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. So somebody, hang on folks. <clears throat> somebody sm- snuck in, this five minutes. Somebody snuck a camera into a Masonic temple for an initiation. And uh, although this is taken on somebody's cell phone, kind of hidden, the words and everything, the oath that this guy takes, uh, well, I want you to just judge whether or not you think this is Christian. And how many people you know who you go to church with who are Masons? Now, it's like anything else. When you get into the first beginning, it's just a fellowship. It's just a man. It's just, it is, but see, the Bible says not to swear an oath. Swear an oath, right? So this is pretty fascinating. The oath and penalties of a Mason. Five minutes, 17 seconds. Hidden camera. Go ahead and play it.
4: Brother, who has been regularly initiated in and entered apprentice Mason, passing the degree of fellow craft, now seek for a letter in Masonry by being raised to sublime degree. Master Mason. Is this of your
5: own free will in the
4: court? Yes. You will say I and I name and full. Oh. And in an audible tone of voice, you have to name. I, I, of my own free will and accord, of my own free will and accord. In addition to my former obligations, in addition to my former obligations, I will always hail. I will always hail. Forever concealed. Forever concealed. And never reveal. Never reveal. Any of the secret arts, parts, or points. Any of the secret arts, parts, or points. Of the hidden mysteries of Freemasonry. Of the hidden mysteries of Freemasonry. Appertaining to the degree. Appertaining to the degree of Master Mason. Of Master Mason, To any person. To any person. Under the canopy of heaven. Under the canopy of heaven. Except it be, except it be to a true and lawful brother of this degree, to a true and lawful brother of this degree, or within the body, or within the body of a just, of a just and legally constituted law. Lawful. and legally constituted lodge of master Masons, of master Masons, and neither unto him nor them, and neither unto him nor them, Until after strict trial, till after strict trial, to examination, to examination, or lawful information, or lawful. Furthermore, furthermore, that I will aid and assist, that I will aid and assist on this trust. All distressed worthy brother master Mason, worthy brother master Mason, their widows and orphans, their widows and orphans, to dispersed around the globe, that I will keep the secrets, that I will keep the secrets of a brother master Mason, of a brother master Mason, as my own, as my own, when given to me, when given to me, in charge as such, in charge as such, murder and treason accepted, murder and treason accepted. Furthermore, 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 that I will not violate the chastity. That I will not violate the chastity of a brother master wife, a brother master wife, daughter, daughter, sister, sister, mother or widow, father or widow, or suffer the same or suffer the same to be done by another, to be done by another. Furthermore, furthermore, that I will not give, that I will not give, the grand hailing side. the grand hailing sign, of this degree, of this degree, unless I am in real distress, unless I am in real distress or for instruction. For instructing, finding myself under no less of penalty, finding myself under no less of penalty, instead of having, that of having, my body severed in twain, my body severed in twain, my bowels, my bowels taken this. my bowels taken thence, burned to ashes, and burned to ashes, and the ashes cast, and the ashes cast to the four winds of heaven, to the four winds of heaven, no more remembrance, and no more remembrance, see be had of me. And is forever I'm not men and Masons forever God. So help me God, and keep me steadfast, and keep me steadfast in the new observance of this, in the new observance of this, my solemn obligation, my solemn, solemn obligation as master Mason, as a master Now, protect your hand on your head and token of your sincerity. kiss the holy Bible in which. senior warden. Release the candidate from the paper though it. being three times around his naked body is to signify that he is now bound to turn a three-fold tie Of darkness. Your senior warden, assist me in bringing the candidate from darkness to see the light by which Master Masons work. first objects presented to you being brought from darkness are the of King Mason, as before, with the service. You Now observe both punches the compasses elevated above the square, which is to teach you that you are now about to receive all the light which can be conferred upon you. Any logic masturbations and sure not to lose sight of this valuable instrument, with which we are taught to circumscribe our desires, keep our passions within bounds for all mankind, particularly
0: our brethren. All right. <coughs> Some of those guys are sitting on elder boards. Some of those guys who've taken that oath are sitting on elder boards of churches. You guys understand this? Understand? Uh, Kelly, got your hand raised up. Come on in here real quickly. Let's see what you got to say. Got to unmute yourself. I right, took it down. Okay, so so cool. So look, uh, this is the kind of stuff that, that This happens, friends. This happens because we don't know the truth. I I would say that these guys, all of these guys, and maybe even in your own family, were good men. These are good men, but they're not biblically literate trained men. They don't understand that in no way, shape or form could anybody Ever claim to be a child of God, a follower of Jesus Christ, and swear an oath like they just swore there. No, nobody could. So what what happens, right? Who who's your loyalty to? Who's your loyalty to? So I just wanted to throw that out to, today. Ask yourself this. How the heck can how the heck can somebody fall for that that malarkey? Cool? All right, pull it down, pull it down. Nobody doesn't seem to. Nobody wants to say anything about that, Mason. I thought I think it's pretty daggone amazing. All right, all right. Hands up. Go ahead, Sheila. Oh, Sheila just sent me a tag. Go ahead, Sheila. Whoa, she must have hit the wrong, hit the wrong button. Martin, go ahead, Martin.
3: Coach, uh, once again, it it really disturbs me that they involve the Holy Bible. Uh, in that ceremony, I, you know, thank you for this, Coach. You always provide the, the most revealing content. I've never seen that. I've only heard of that, but I've never seen it live. That is an egregious, egregious abomination that's going on, them using the Holy Bible, because Ecclesiastes chapter 5, as well as uh, the the, the parcels of uh, uh, New Testament, where Jesus said, do not swear enough. Um Ecclesiastes really lines it out what Jesus was talking about when he spoke to the disciples about this. This is highly demonic. And folks, I would say, I see it at the lumber yard where I work. Uh, when you see uh, the rings with the, uh, uh, what's it called, the scale and the uh, compass, mm-hmm. talk to these people. I've talked to these people, Coach, and they're not aware. They're not no, they're aware. Not. Yes, and, and like you said, Coach, these men are on, on elder boards. Some of them may even be your pastor. And they have been sold a bill of goods that this is actually an extension of their faith, is what I find out not, talking to masons themselves. So yeah, I they're more tell, loyal,
0: they're more loyal to the brotherhood than they are to the church to
3: Christianity to, to a degree. To a degree, and I think that degree coach is is uh, predicated on how much they understand what they're involved in. Um, I know there's certain levels of of Freemasonry, but I think they're 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 deceived and they think this is just my uncle was in it or my grandfather was a mason and it's kind of like how people vote well my dad was democrat so i'm democrat
0: yeah so right. it's a,
3: it's a generational thing and i love what you're doing coach because when you provide folks like us with the information we can talk to the masons and once again folks all you got to do is look for that ring they if they're in a, any kind of the the uh uh levels they're awarded these rings so look on pe- on guys' hands and talk to them with
0: the information that Coach Davis presented. Awesome, and, thank you, Coach. Hey, thank you, sir. Hey, thank. Hey, Craig. Uh, Craig must have attached one. It's, I'm just reading what's in the chat. That Jonathan did. Craig just put a look. All right, folks. Here is from Craig Mickle. This is a list of presidents who are Freemasons. Presidents. How many have we had? Forty-five. Washington, Monroe, Jackson. Polk, Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, Garfield, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Harding, Franklin Roosevelt, Truman, Ford, Johnson. Wow, 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 wow. Sheila, come on in here, Sheila. I know you got some enlightenment. In fact, you sent me a text I was going to read, but I'll let you talk about it. can't hear you, Sheila. If you got to unmute yourself. Okay.
2: Uh, the you Bible, is, you the you Bible is not the same Bible. If you try and get rid of that Bible, it will completely explode if you try and put it in a fire. Um, it's not the same Bible. They Bible. think that Indeed. they're Christian. Indeed. They're sure they're Christian. Indeed. And it's true and what it's you true said, what when you said elder boards are, are all in the Masonic, are Masonic are structure. Bible. Now remember, well, on, the hot.
0: you got to mute yourself. Everybody mute yourself because we're getting feedback. Keep going. Keep going, Sheila.
2: The entire elder board of a huge church in Atlanta, 5,000-seat tabernacle church in Atlanta, wanted me to come and speak, and I told them I couldn't. And they said, well, the pastor wants you to come. I said, have the pastor call me. So I told the pastor. I said, sir, I said, with the size of your church in Atlanta, I really think you should check it out because I think you're in the midst of a Masonic stronghold. He went to his, I said, ask your board if it'd be okay if I come. He went to his board and he found out every one of his elders was a Masonic high level 33rd degree. (laughs) He never knew that. So he called me back and he said, you're right. He said, they're upset. And uh, I said, I can imagine why they're upset because they know the difference. They know the difference. They still call themselves Christian, but they know the difference. And he was so upset that he couldn't do anything about it. And I said, but my question is, what are you going to do about this? Are you going to stay in that environment as a pastor? And he said, we just moved here. We need the money. I can't make a change. But what people don't realize is this is what they did across this nation. Every time they went into a community, if you wanted to be in the community and remain in the community, they took over before we were self-governing. Uh, you had to be a Mason. So pastors became a Mason and and then they didn't want anything else to do with, do with it. But what you do in that first night, that first initiation, and you notice that they didn't let them have much clothes on. Um, so you're extremely vulnerable and you don't even know what you're saying and you don't get to see it in advance. All right. But you have to take the first three oaths and I can send you the renouncing prayer coach. It's amazing what they pray to. And never do the no- renouncing prayer alone. It's that deep. When you do it, if you have members that have been in all of this, you will have a choking experience. You'll have a strangulation experience. You'll have, a, I mean, all these different things happen when I pray this with people. It can take up to eight hours to go through the 13 pages. That's how deep this
0: is. Sheila, you I want stop after every you prayer. Know, you, sent, you sent me a text with Mike I'm going to read this, by the way. I'm going to read yes. this. Yes. It's a picture of Mike Pence receiving a coin, which is, Clearly a Masonic coin. Uh, maybe I can get this to Jonathan. Let me see. Here. Do you know
2: when he received it, Coach?
0: No, I don't. That's January
2: 6th, 2021.
0: Okay, I, I, I missed the beginning of that, please. When he, he, um, when?
2: when he went in and signed the um, document for the election being okay on uh-huh. January 6th, 2021, he walked to the side, Pelosi came over to watch what happened, congratulated him, and that's the coin he was handed.
0: Who's giving him that coin, Sheila? Uh,
2: I don't remember. There's a bigger picture of all of this. Somebody may have
0: it. It's on the screen now, folks. It's on the screen. There's Mike Pence being handed the coin. There's the coin. And then here's, here's what's underneath it. Bravo to the Anon who figured this out. The coin which was handed to Pence, it all makes sense now to me. The royal arch tools were given to the high priest of Freemasonry as its purpose was to repair the first temple and also build the foundation for the second temple. For all of you know that are versed in the knowledge, everything in Washington, D.C. was designed by Freemasons, and that includes everything. The chamber itself where they did the electoral votes is not but a great hall. It's nothing but a great hall. Now I will show you those tools and what they are. So you remember, folks, we put the apotheosis up there before. Maybe you can do that, Jonathan. I'll see how good you are. The apotheosis in DC. See if you can find that. A-P-O-T-H-E-S-I-S. The apotheosis. Which was the coronation of George Washington as a God. As a God. Uh let's see. There it is, Johnny, right down at about uh yeah, yeah, that'll that'll work. Throw that one up there, dude. So this is above, this is what's above. Uh we talked we had a show, we did this a couple couple weeks ago on that significance. That is all Masonic there, friends. In the capital rotunda. It's called the apotheosis. Apotheosis. So again, when, when we get in here and some of you are scratching your head and some of your neighbors and your relatives think we're crazy here, and then I'm a nut and you're in a cult and all that stuff, from the very, very foundation of America. Washington D.C. Anyway, Washington D.C. is a different country, Lord folks. It's a different country, whether we want whether we want to uh, realize it or not. Sheila, I know you got a comment on that. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, they uh, they go even deeper. Like FDR, FDR went all the way. He was a high noble, in the Knights of Pythias. Bob Jones, Bob Jones University, South Carolina, a high noble, in the Knights of Pythias. All these guys are on the memorial page, and if you can't find Knights of Pythias, go to KOP. Uh, they just it abbreviated it to KOP after all my books came out about this. And mm. so what happens is they take them through all of the orders. So you go through Masonic and then Shriner. You have to be um, in the th- you have to be invited to the thirty third degree. Once you're in that, then you have the right to go through all the orders of knighthood. The initiation one is the um, knighthood order is called the order of the paladins and uh, i guess football teams in the state of south carolina are paladins hmm. the shriner uh structure every state look up your state shriner um location and the one in um and every one of them has a title purposely and the one in south carolina is called islam but nobody knew back in the day the 1800s when all this started in america nobody knew what that was and so the Order of Paladins is the Wiccan Order of Knighthood. Then you go through all the knighthoods, and if you go to um Rumble up front in the prophetic with um uh and go to June 1 of 21, you'll hear my interview about Rick Joyner because Rick Joyner was high noble in um The Knights of Pythias. And his order was the order of Malta. The same one Ted Turner was in for um, the yeah. Georgia Guidestones. And that Billy
0: Graham and Mason Johnson looked that up. was Billy Graham a Mason.
2: Billy Graham was a Mason and he was taken advantage of by all of this. When he went to Los Angeles, that's where he, they launched him. Hearst launched him and Hedda hopper was the entertainment reporter for the Los Angeles paper. And they promoted Billy Graham all across the country. And it's, there's horrific stuff cuz once they blackmail you with a young child and his was a young boy not a young girl um once they um once they do that to you and then videotape it and then give you the gun i mean it's all the same as what they do to the people in hollywood it's all the way over But this was all started in 1864. Knights of Pythias was enacted by our Congress 1864. Albert Pike brought this into Macon, Georgia in 1864. He did the first Masonic Lodge. He did the first uh, Scottish Rite Temple. He did all of it right close to each other in Macon, Georgia. And that's where all of this started in America. Uh, Justice Rathbone brought Knights of Pythias as an idea. They all brought him as an idea to Congress. And our Congress was so... We Uniparty then that they established the Knights of Pythias uh, by Congress and they are over the Red Cross and the American Cancer Society and brought all of this into us. That's why they didn't protect us with HIV blood. That's why they're not protecting us with people who have vaccinated blood. Um, They don't care. And they're the first ones into traumatic areas, and they capture the children, et cetera, et cetera. All of this has been going on since 1864.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the good news here on Thanksgiving morning, Sheila. Well, the good
2: news is it didn't start in America until 1864. Oh. So uh, George Washington would have been the British Commonwealth, and the, the British Commonwealth Masonic Order was never, ever like the one in America. When you do the renouncing prayer, the British Commonwealth people would stop. And I've heard again and again they wanted to say that he was Masonic, because he was a deep prayer man of the Father. And these guys are not that, because they operate with that other Bible, and it's a completely different Bible. It looks but the it's same. A brother.
0: More than that, it's a brotherhood, and they don't sell each other out. They're in cahoots with all of that. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah. I mean, this could go on, and on, on. Gonna,
2: You get killed. Your grandchildren get killed. You take things that curse your family members. It's just. It's very, very deep, but that's, that's the entry level order. And that's what everyone's upset about that. They don't even really care about those people because if they can't continue to control you, you don't get invited to the 33rd level.
0: Amen. Amen. Wow. Thanks, Sheila. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. John Loveland. Come on in, John.
5: Hey, thanks coach. Good morning to everybody. Hey, um, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. Um, there was a guy, one of my coworkers, and he uh, he had he came in one morning and he he said uh, he had joined uh, the Freemasons, and he was a professing Christian, and uh, so I rattled off the reciting that he did, and I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "You know, uh, when you went through that, I said, didn't you think that was strange?" And he looked at me and he said, uh, "Not in today's age." <laughs> and I said to him, I go, listen, I said, uh, I said, you probably joined for camaraderie or whatever. I said, you were invited. I said, you couldn't go on your go there and, and just join. I said, but uh, you really need to do some soul searching. I, I said, you, uh, you your, your salvation is on the line here. And, and the sad thing I told him, the sad thing about it is you'll probably never get past the third level because the majority of the people in that organization are just low level minions. They have no idea what's going on at the top. I said, do some research. I said, you can find all this information out. I said, it's true and it's real and it's happening. And and the reason that I'm telling you that is because my grandfather was the grandmaster in the lodge. And I said, at the top, you you denounce all light and you have to accept Lucifer as your savior. Mm. There's a book. There's a book uh, Stevens wrote. It's called Unmasking Freemasonry. I'll put it in the chat if anybody's interested. It's not a deep book, but it gets into the, you know, the the renunciations of Freemasonry and, and, and like Sheila was saying. So, but so stream- John, well,
0: we know this, John, that, uh, Satan comes as an angel of light. So the Shriners show up with their little hats on and they're out doing charity and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of guys are hooked into that, and they don't have any idea. If they would just go back and think about the oath they took at the beginning, if they would just analyze the oath that they took. I remember when I was, uh, when I was in uh, college and joined a fraternity, and they, they, uh, they gave us an oath that I said in the initiation night. I've often repented of that. I don't even know what it was. But we're not uh, – there is a uh, – how do I say this? There's a spiritual significance, folks. The spiritual significance to taking an oath, even if you, it'd be it'd be like this: um, it's impossible to go to the beach and not get sand on you. You say, "Well, I didn't, I didn't mean to have sand on." You. No, but you got you got sand on you. It's it's hard for you to be part of a a Luciferian organization and not get sand between your toes, folks. So those sure. out there who, who think those out there who think that they're part of a a, a brotherhood organization, they're deceived. Love, they're not bad people. They're deceived, but they got sand hey, the.
5: Coach, let me let me give you the four markers of Freemasonry. It, it's fear, anger, poverty, and sexual perversion. Now, you don't have to have all of them to to uh, have Masonry in your background in your lineage. Um, but anyway, those are the four markers. And give then again, uh, the give other give it
0: to us again, John. Would you?
5: It's fear, anger. Poverty and sexual perversion,
0: yeah.
5: and then if you go to the to the origin of all of this, there's two organizations that are uh, prone and and where most of uh, satanic ritual abuse comes from. It comes from the Masonic Lodge, Freemasonry, and the Illuminati. And if you study the origins of it, they were connected from the beginning, way back. So anyway, well, thanks,
0: John. I, hey, listen. I hadn't planned to do a show on Masonry this morning. I swear I hadn't. I swear I hadn't. Amen. I, I got some more stuff I want to try to get to here. Jeff Klein, come on in, Jeff, then Roger Gates. Jonathan, go ahead and pull that quote down off the screen there. I don't know. Okay. I, uh, Billy Graham tried to deny he was a Mason, yada, yada. Okay, whatever. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: Coach is amazing. Every time Sheila speaks, the knowledge she has. Yes, it's, it's
0: unbelievable. Not, it's unbelievable.
1: Sometimes, maybe we need to just listen to her for an hour It's just topics.
0: She gets my head spinning, man.
1: Yeah. But you know, when she was talking, I was just sitting here thinking. I got a buddy of mine, i known him for years, older guy, a little older than me, up here in Gambier, Chuck Wilson. Him and his wife are Masons, and everybody loves Chuck. He was the postmaster general. He's always up at the Board of Elections on voting day. He's, and then we got right up the road, Eastern Star Rest Home, and they always do the Red Cross yep. drives
0: there. Yep, yep, yep. Like, easy, oh easy. My goodness. Yeah. Eastern Star is the sorority of the Masons. Eastern Star, right? I could go on and on and on. Stuff that your eyes get open to. Roger Gates, come on, and then, then Dave or Sherry, whichever one. Go ahead, Roger. Yes. Coach, the other day I saw a video on YouTube about a guy that got the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor, and I'm looking at the Medal of Honor, and I thought, what is that that's in the middle of it? So I I just checked it out, you know. It's and there's a woman in the middle of it, and it's the
3: goddess Minerva, mm. goddess of wisdom, on the, on the
0: congressional medal of honor. Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> hey, John, hey, Jonathan, pull up a dollar bill for us, pull up a dollar bill. Dave Allison, David Sherry, come on in. Yeah,
3: good morning. Uh, good program you know obviously when the when the man taking the oath there you know he's he's he admits that he was in darkness until he came in the masonic lodge i mean that itself should tell you right there that it's a it's a a deception the lord showed me while he was kissing the bible um what did judas do to jesus when they came to arrest him he deceived him with a kiss yes he did So, so when he was kissing the bible that's the same thing
0: it's, he's he's right being deceived. Right Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's deceiving with a kiss. It's with a kiss. That's right. Hey, listen, folks, in order for anybody to betray you, they have to be sitting at your table, they have, they have to they have have to to be close to you, be able to just to betray you. So there's a dollar bill. Can somebody tell me what that uh, pyramid with the all seeing eye is on top of it? Hmm. Do we even know what that thing says? On a septus, I don't know what that means. Anybody know what it means on the back of a dollar? Johnny, maybe you can look that up there for us real quick. What's that mean on the back? And, and New Deceptus, New World Order, I believe. what It's Latin, New World Order, I believe. So, uh, again, folks, we're beginning to see more and more and more and more and more that this place called Washington, D.C., it isn't what we think it is, folks. Sorry, it isn't what we think it is. Kelly.
1: Coach. Yeah. Coach, can you hear? Hey, hey, listen, I just put in the uh, comment in the chat there. Uh, Ohio Brett sent this to me maybe about a week or two ago, but it's uh, it's a whole lot of a big, big question about whether or not Trump is a Freemason. And uh, and I said along at the 2020 market goes through Trump Tower and everything about Trump Tower uh, is in line with that. And it's very concerning. And I, I went. You know, I sent uh, Ohio Brett a, a note back saying, hey, is, is Trump the Antichrist? He said, no, not necessarily that. But it, it just doesn't look good with everything going on with Trump Tower, for example. So if you get a chance to look at that later, if the 2020 market goes through Trump Tower at all, all the designs, all the sculptures, um, how the floors uh, are numbered. And there's just a lot of things that don't look good. And it ties into what you're talking about today. Yeah,
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Huh? Concerning. <laughs> yeah. It, I- you guys know that, well, amen, amen, Kelly. Thank you. Um, I just copied and pasted that to myself, by the way, to check check that out. Um, yeah.
1: Just, Happy Thanksgiving, Coach, and everyone there. Hey, Sheila, and Judah, amen. and everybody.
0: Amen, amen. Uh, I, I, want, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because I didn't want to make this. Does anybody have anything else to comment? Let me see here. I didn't I want do, to make Coach. this all about Freemasonry this morning, but I saw hey, that. Hi, Coach.
3: Yeah. I have a, just real quick, Um more talking about when he said, you know, kiss a holy Bible in parentheses, it said it was the Talmud. So just so we know that... Um,
0: yeah, that the Bible that he was kissing is the Talmud?
3: Yeah, that's what it said in the video and in parentheses. Yeah, it said it, it was the Talmud, just so everybody yeah.
0: knows. Well, I'm going to, hang on, I'm going to get you something here. Hey, we'll shift gears on you in a minute. Kevin, come on in.
3: Uh, I just want to say real quick that the the holy bible that he was kissing it said the talmud in the video it's not the talmud it's the masonic holy bible it's it's its own thing it it has there's a big difference between our holy bible and the masonic holy bible okay yep. uh, but it's not the Talmud. It's, it's not the same thing. So you, you can research and look into it and see the differences between the two. But also remember that when he's saying, okay, now kiss the Holy Bible. He's not kissing our Holy Bible. He's kissing the Masonic Holy Bible. And it even says that on, on the cover of it. So,
0: All right. Thank you, man. Jonathan got anuit septus, which means uh, it's one of two models on the reverse side. Translation is he favors or has favored our undertakings. Uh, or let, in Latin it means I approve, I favor. But why the seeing eye? Why they all seeing eye? Huh? What's going on with that thing? Myra, come on in. Then yes, Jack, coach. Then I'm, then I'm, Myra, then Jack. Then I'm switching gears here real quickly. Go ahead, Myra.
2: Yes, coach.
3: Thank you. It is written, Isaiah five twenty through twenty two. Isaiah five twenty through two to twenty two. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own ways, in their own eyes, and I apologize about that, own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty, to drink wine and men of strength to mingle a strong drink. Hallelujah. Thank you,
0: Coach. I want to conf- Thank you. I want to confess a fault that I have. Not a fault. Stay- leave that right there, John. Uh, it's a gift, I think. I think it's a gift. I have a linguistic gift. I can't explain it to you. Like, I can't hardly, when, she, when Myra reads this, it's like nails on the chalkboard to me. Here's why. Every one of those words means something. And if we just read them as words, we miss the whole meaning. Whoa. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean to put darkness for light? What does it mean to put uh bitter for sweet? What does that mean? Whoa! Wise and prudent in their own side. So uh the, the word that's why I have trouble with so many different Bible translations because they change the words. They change the words and the words mean things. And so they take a Bible and they make a Bible simply a book of love by taking the mean words out and by tracking with me. I see a lot of that going on. Jack, come on in.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going coach. Um, one of the things that would be interesting to study is the different oaths. If you read the actual yep. words and the oaths of all of those levels, all of those masonry levels, that is damning, absolutely damning. And so but they don't if they don't even see it. They read it, they call it, yep. they regurgitate yep. well, it. It's well, Jack, it's just tonality. it's just like
0: Myra just read that. We just read that as a sentence, as a paragraph, and we didn't even stop and think about what the what is that saying? Mm. What does woe mean? Jonathan, what does woe mean? Pull that up there. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> not whoa Nelly. Not no 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 not not that not W H O A. No, 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 no. Whoa. Oh,
3: well, coach, what does your horse do when you say whoa? He stops Woe
0: is <laughs> sorrow or grief or misery. Misfortune, wretchedness, a cause of sorrow, misery, a misfortune. Whoa, sorrow, grief, and misery to those. Whoa, right? Wow. When when we are able to articulate the depth of the word, it changes everything. changes everything. Everything. Oh, Sheila wants back here. Come on in here, Sheila. You'll get me down another... Bunny trail
2: here. Go ahead. No, no, no. I did send you the Pence video from C SPAN. It's a quick little video with uh, Pelosi pumping his, his elbow and all that kind of stuff. So I sent that to you if you want to insert it because you can see who gave him the coin is two men sitting to the side. Um, okay. But about the woe, it was Christ that said it. Whoa to you. And it was really funny. I was on with somebody called Omega Man Radio. We're talking like five, six years ago. And um, he said, well, you know, sometimes God has to curse his own people. And what came out, I mean, I'm I'm sitting (laughs) in a car because I'm on a travel and he's over in Indonesia. And I'm going, whoa, 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 when he said that. Uh And I don't remember all the stuff God gave me to tell him after that. But that is not what father does if we end up with curses on our lives, we walked over the line. We went into the whoa area. And that's why Christ had to warn us, whoa, what you're doing is taking you to a different, and he said it, and I never knew it when I said it, and then people told me later, and um, I was trying to tell the guy, you better be careful what you're saying, because that's not who our Father is.
0: So when he says, whoa, he is saying W-H-O-A, whoa, right? That's what's going on here. That's what's going on. Okay, I got to get this in today because I just might as well punch one more time. Pull up for me, Jonathan. Um, By the way, Sheila, I didn't get that video. Sometimes I'm getting getting emails. I don't know what's going on. Send it to ptsalt at gmail.com, ptsalt at gmail, and maybe I'll get it. Uh, Jonathan, pull up for me. Where is it, coach? All right, I hate to do this to you. I hate to do this to you, all right? I apologize. I hate to do this to you. Pull up, uh, number one, John. <clears throat> Pull up number one, John. Up number one, because I'm going. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep harping it. War evangelicals, dispensationalism, and Israel. Now, I was going to do this this morning. This is when I came down the multi-million dollar uh, escalator over there. That's what I was going to do. And the Holy Spirit went a different direction. But I want you to read. Just scroll on down. I just want to read part of the, part of the. Because look, look, folks, folks, hang on, hang on. Everybody would stay right there a second. Everybody would agree with me, right? That uh, there's confusion. Russia or Ukraine. Who do we give money to? Russia or Ukraine? We would all agree with me that there's always choices and options. Why is it? I tell you this. Why is it both sides want to give money to Israel? Why is it both I don't think the Republicans and Democrats agree on anything. Do they? Do they agree on anything? And they both want to give money to Israel. I think they both want to give it to Ukraine, don't they? I think. Okay, so so I didn't write this. Okay, uh, this guy talks about dispensationalism. I was going to get into that, but I, here's here's some things. I, this, is, this is this is. I said Amen when I read this. Okay. You guys know what dispensationalism is in time, eschatology, rapture, yada, yada, yada. I was going to do a show on that, but I want to get this into you here on Thanksgiving Day, okay? So this guy's a dispensationalist. And he says, what's going on? Say, "Golly, See, I need to tell you what dispensationalism is because you can't even explain it, can you? You can't explain it. But he says he's a dispensationalist. He said, I'm a real one. I'm a real one, he said. And he said, speaking as a dispensationalist. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to confound the government of Israel with the people of Israel. Martin. Boom! That's a boom, folks. Look, folks, same thing I'm gonna say to you right here. Being an American, I hope I'm not being held responsible for the American government. They are not the same thing. Jews and the government of Israel are not the same thing. With me, Sheila, I just got that. Hang on, next one. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to support collective punishment by Israel. In other words, Israel's always right. They can bomb whoever they want to. They can kill children. They can do whatever they want. He says there's nothing in dispensationalism that would ever say that I could do that. Number three. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to support indiscriminate bombing by Israel. Anybody want to argue with any of these? Are any of these things in any way, shape, or form Christian that he's talking about here? There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to dismiss the killing of women and children by Israel as, oh well, just collateral damage. Just collateral damage. You don't have to say amen. This kind of stuff makes you think, folks. kind of stuff makes you wonder, have I been brainwashed? There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to support foreign aid to Israel. This is a a real dispensationalist. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to support foreign aid to Israel. I oppose foreign aid to Israel because I oppose foreign aid to any country. If Christians in America want to help Israel, then I would say the same thing to them as I have said to Christians in America who want to help Ukraine, send your own damn money. Don't send mine. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to believe that God needs the help of the United States to protect the nation of Israel. Somebody say, boom, am I allowed to be talking about this stuff here on Thanksgiving? Boom. Boom. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to believe that the return of the Jewish people to the ancient homeland is necessary before the return of Christ. That's not necessary. They tell us it is. Who tells us it is? There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to accuse critics of the government of Israel of being pro-Palestine or anti-Jewish. If I just say I don't think we ought to be sending money to Israel to bomb innocent children in Gaza, I'm not anti-Semitic. Why do both sides call you that? There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to blindly support the actions of the Israeli government. I'm a Christian, and I do not blindly blindly support the efforts of the American government. Why are we doing this? I don't support most of the actions, any government, and especially the US government. Anybody say me? Boom, thumbs up. That's me too. That's me too. You're missing the difference between the people and the government. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to blindly support the actions. I'm sorry. There's nothing about dispensationalism that would lead me to support US military intervention in the Middle East. The United States should remain neutral and not intervene militarily in any foreign region. Would somebody say, "Amen"? Boom, thumbs up. I'm with you. Amen. Are you ready for this? When you're sitting down, there's nothing about dispensationalism that lead me to blindly support Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Among other things, he's a false prophet. Back in 2006, he said that the president of Iran was another Hitler and that Iran would get a nuke and threaten the world within five years. That didn't happen. But after two terms as president of Iran, Mahmoud Hitler, Ahmadinejad, could not run, could not again run due to term limits and faded into obscurity. Netanyahu also said, unless the United States stops Iran from acquiring nuclear weapons, America has only two to five years left. Well, last time I looked, America's still here. Recently, Netanyahu was about to lead it. I'm sorry if this makes you nervous. Recently, who has vowed to lead Israel to a crushing victory over her mosque and to realize the prophecy of Isaiah. He then selectively referred to Isaiah 60, 18. shall no more be heard in thy land, and wasting not destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Dispensationalists of all people should recognize that this is a prophecy of a future restored Israel that it does not describe Israel today. There's nothing dispensational that would lead me to make such open-ended blanket statements as, I stand with Israel, or I support Israel. What do these statements actually mean? Do they mean that I stand with Israel's right to exist? Do they mean that I support the right of Israel to defend itself? I would certainly agree with both of those statements. But if that is what they mean, then that is what should be said. Just saying you stand with Israel or that you support Israel could be taken to mean almost anything. Do conservative Christians support Israel's annual gay pride parade in Jerusalem, Tel Aviv? Do conservative Christians stand with Israel's government's view toward Christian proselytizing in Israel? Do conservative Christians support the Israeli government's expanding its families of fallen soldiers law to include common law partners of LGBT members of the Israeli Defense Forces? Do conservative Christians stand with Israel's draconian COVID policies during 20 and 21? Do conservative Christians support the 1967 attacks on U.S. liberty by Israel? Scroll down. Mm, boy, oh boy, I lost myself. All these things being said, I'm certain I'm certainly not pro Hamas. I'm not pro Palestinian. I'm not pro Arab. So please don't bother writing to accuse me of these things who chastise me for not being sufficiently pro-Israel. My unfavorable opinion of Islam is well known, and I will not get into it here. If someone wants to believe that Muhammad is God's prophet, then so be it. I believe in freedom of conscience, even if the government and religious leaders in Muslim countries don't. When it comes to religion, you can believe anything you want, just so long as you don't aggress. Against others that disagree, no matter what they say or write about your religious views or, com- or commit acts of violence against others in the cause of your religion. Hang on. Conservative Christians who support US military inventions and blindly support US wars, military interventions, and almost everything that the State of Israel does, do so because they are war of evangelicals, not because they're dispensationalists. Wow. I've written about the errors of these eight-year war evangelicals and their cousins, Christian jihadists, Old Testament Christians, Christian armchair warriors, theological schizophrenics, Christian coalition moralists, nuclear Christians, Janus Christians, Catholic just war theorists, Reich, Reich wing. Christian nationalists, theocon value voters, imperial Christians, pro-life for mass murder, red state Christian fascists, bloodthirsty Christian conservatives, bean Christians, nuclear Christians, Christian coalition moralists, double-minded Christians, Christian warmongers, God and country Christian bumpkins, sniper theologians, Christian military idolaters, conservative Christian militarists, and members of the Christian axis of evil for many years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Although I, many have asked, have no comment or recommendation to make about the events in the Middle East. There's no solution to the perpetual trouble there. There will only be peace in the Middle East when the King of Kings returns. That kind of takes your breath away, doesn't it? That kind of takes your breath away. And who's telling you we have to accept all that? Keith, come on in. United States of America or the United States in America? It's like which one is it? Who's the governing authority? That's right. That's right. I'm, uh, am I anti-Semitic because I say I don't want any more of my tax dollars going over? Uh, I I don't want, I don't want any more of my money spent in the Middle East. I don't. I don't see. We say there's separation between the church and the state, but there isn't, folks. Both sides are on the side of Israel. How can how can that possibly happen? What's going on there? Hmm. Question. Good question, Coach Martin. Then Sheila. Have I ruined anybody's Thanksgiving yet? No, I
3: didn't mean to. Didn't mean no, to. you have Coach. And by the way, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. No, I was looking at some scripture, brother. Um, your your question about uh, what were the three things, preterism, tri- uh, uh, Armenianism, Arminianism, and, and dispensationalism. I would like to de- uh, defer you and the huddle to karm.org and also thenarrowpath.com. I posted them in the chat. Wonderful resources to, to research exactly what Coach is trying to answer. What is preterism? Well, it has different levels of preterism. There's there's partial preterism. And Martin, I'm going to prayer stop.
0: Prayerism. I'm going to stop because I'm going to do Go a show ahead. on that. Okay.
3: Sounds good. Uh, just addressing the question at the front of the, yep. of the program there, Coach. What Thank you.
0: Man, coach. Amen. Because amen. I'm going to tell you right now, most people listening there couldn't tell us what Armenian is, what dispensational is, and what preterism. They couldn't tell you. They couldn't tell you. If they go to church, and they don't know any of that stuff. Sheila. Coach, there is no difference between
2: the two parties. It uh, it happened long ago. The American um, National Socialist Democratic Party has been fascism, Nazism from the very beginning. They were a party in 1792 when they moved us to D.C. from New York the America City. So there's been no difference. Why? Because the Republican Party started right before Abraham Lincoln was elected. He was our first president. When he was reelected in 1864, that horrible civil war was going on at that time because that's what brought this on, is that they were not going to allow any other belief system in the government other than who they were. They were so united and combined, both parties, in 1864, they brought all of these societies in, enacted them in Congress, and we're still paying for them through our Congress. In 1865, it was three men from the Knights of Pythias who were honored and promoted because they went in and killed Abraham Lincoln. It was Knights of Pythias. They hadn't even been together in America for a year. And they did this to our president. They've that, never, the two parties have never been separate, never will be separate. They brought in the Noahide Laws. Somebody mentioned the Babylonian Talmud a little bit earlier. That took away our Ten Commandments. And that's when you started seeing them putting Baphomets and satanic symbols everywhere. Wow.
0: So, uh, people and, are destroyed for lack of knowledge, right? And what
2: Kelly brought up, the the symbols, people only take the negative side of the symbols. And when people started talking about symbols, so many Christians started looking for the symbols and seeing all the negative, and they don't look for the positive. And there were things in that write-up, because Ohio called me about that, and we need to clear this up that the president is not. Um, He would not be saving the children. He would not have bought that casino in Atlantic City to use Giuliani to take down the mob. He would not have been the only one, the only one who offered evidence and uh, worked with the DA on the Epstein case. Nobody else would talk. And what we're forgetting is the Israelites were removed from Israel in 721 B.C. The 10 tribes of the north were taken uh, captive by the king of Assyria, and the two tribes in the south, Judah and Benjamin, the only the ones who were productive and had money and assets and resources were marched off to Babylon. Mm. So when they, when our government was heavily involved, uh, with Truman getting a menorah when they gave all that land back to supposed Israel people. And gave it back as Israel. They didn't have the right to do it. These are the people in our government who've been in the same uniparty from the very beginning, 1792. We have to quit talking about separate parties or we'll never get out of this debacle. Because they've used the two parties. Oh, vote Republican. Oh, the Republican didn't do anything. Now vote Democrat. They're the same people in the same club in all these societies. And you'll never know what ones they're in because they can't tell you. Amen. And that's Sheila, who they let me,
0: are. Let me get Paul Webb in here. Amen. Right there. God bless you, Sheila. Go ahead, Paul Webb.
4: Hey, Good coach. Uh, Do the scriptures say, "Blessed are the war makers, for they shall inherit the earth," or "Blessed <laughs> are the peacemakers, for they shall blessed inherit they the, the earth"?
0: Blessed are the peacemakers, right?
4: So, a lot of these dispensationalists and things like that. What happens if uh, Israel gets blown off the face of the earth?
0: Yeah. There
4: goes their faith. That's what What's their right? faith is, and it's in Israel, Boy, it's not in Paul, Jesus that is, Christ. Bro,
0: that is so important. What he just said. What if, oh, my goodness, what happens to multi-millions of people's faith who's placed so much on Israel and Jerusalem if that gets bombed into oblivion? Boom. What happens to their faith? What are they believing in? What are they believing for? See, I believe his kingdom is here now, right here now, inside of me. The kingdom is within. Have a great Thanksgiving. Don't send me any bad emails. Love some of you.
5: See you tomorrow.